You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. I am super excited that you all decided to join me today. I am encouraged and I pray that you are encouraged as well. I believe that this message that God has given me is going to literally transform your life because it transformed mine as I was reading it. So I'm excited to share this with you all. We're going to be talking about faith and it came to pass. And so before we get started, let's go ahead and let's say a prayer and then we're going to get this thing on the road. All right, you guys. So, Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to come before your people to share the jewels that you have given me, Father. I thank you, Father, that you are literally going to encourage the hearts of your people. You are going to provide them. You're going to encourage them. You're literally going to refresh them for whatever it was that they were going through. You're going to give them hope during this time, this hour, and this season while this message is happening. Father, I ask you to manifest your miracles. Let your Holy Spirit come through and let your presence literally overtake this session, overtake overtake the households, overtake wherever the people are that are listening. Let it overtake them and let them leave better than they came, Father. We're we're expecting it. We're in full expectation for what you're going to do during this episode. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise because you are so worthy. You You deserve it all in Jesus' majestic, mighty name. So again, thank you so much for joining me. I count it an honor that God has even chosen me to be a vessel to come before you guys. And so, I wanted to share this message about faith. I feel that it's so relevant um, and imperative that we talk about faith right now. And so um, I, I want to reiterate some stuff that I did talk to before on a previous show, but I believe again that the time is now to share it because so much has happened, but I believe more people are beginning to be encouraged. But I believe that there are some people that are kind of like, well, where do I go from here? You know, the, the pandemic happened, some things were uh, abruptly shut down. Um, and, and many people were saying, well, what do I go from here? I've had dreams. I've had visions. I've had things that I want to do. And, and some people, some of, some of your faith level has been a little tested. There's been some challenges, challenges and struggles with your faith level. And so I believe that this is the reason why God had, had prompted my heart for not only you, but for myself as well to, to encourage you to keep moving forward because we have to have hope to stay alive, you guys. We have to understand that anything, um, be focused on anything that can build our faith, which is so necessary during this time, again, hour and during this season, because God is yet faithful. And he said, I'm going to do that thing for you. I'm going to come through for you like never before. And so I want us all to just be encouraged to keep the faith. And we have to understand that we may go through testing times again, and may even our, our hope may be tested. But we cannot give up. Keep holding on. I'm going to reiterate those phrases, those words throughout this episode, because I believe as I reiterate them, I believe as I encourage you guys and keep saying it, that something's going to click, that if something's not clicking right now, it's going to click by the end of it. It's going to become rainbow. You're going to say, wow, I get what she's saying. Something, the light bulb is going to turn on. You're going to get the revelation of it because God is here with us today and he is our 
our hope. And so no matter how you know you feel, we have to understand that God is capable more than able of coming through for us. And so I really want to, during this episode again, to talk about hope and to talk about faith. And as we know what the Bible says, it talks about that hope is a, a faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so as it talks about in, in Hebrews chapter 11, and so within that scripture, it says hope for, and I just want to kind of park there for a moment because I believe so many times we just talk about faith, 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 and faith and hope are connected, but they're two, they're different things. And so the scripture says hope for, because in order to have faith, there has to be hope, you know? And so, um, meaning there has to be a desire. There has to be a want for that thing, whatever that thing may be in your life. Know that hope is the key to keep, to allow you to continue um, moving forward and getting through whatever it is to that next thing. And so even though we may go through disappointing situations at times, we cannot lose hope. And that is something that the enemy really works over time to go after in your life, in our lives is hope. And so um, he, he wants to steal that because he understands if your desire is gone, you know, if you don't have a desire to go after something anymore, if you're like, why even do it? Nine times out of 10 is you may st um, stay stuck in that rut or that place for an extended period of time. And you may be sabotaging what the very thing that God wants to bless you with. And so we must know that uh, we must know that we have to have faith again. But hope is just important because, again, they are tied together. And so if you watch anything that I've done, you will begin to um, see um, that I love to give some type of definitions because I want us to understand the, this on a simple le a level. I want us to begin to take whatever it is that we can from this message and not be confused at the end, but have much clarity. And so one of dictionaries.com's definition of faith is a it says confidence or trust in a person or a thing. You guys, did you just hear that? One of dictionaries.com's definition of faith is your confidence or your trust in a person or a thing. I think that's absolutely huge because our confidence has to be in God. He is constant. He does not change. We have to understand that our situations may change. People may change. They may come in our lives and they may leave our lives. Our environments may change. Our jobs may change. But there's one thing for certain. God does not change. He remains the same. He he is worth trusting. He is worth having confidence in, and we have to keep that in mind. And so uh, one of dictionary.com's definition of hope, this is what it says. It says the feeling that what is wanted can be had. My God, did you guys hear that? The feeling, the emotion, the belief that what is wanted, it can, it can be had. It can happen or the events will turn out in your best or in your favor. Listen, you have to keep in mind and in your heart that things are going to turn out for your best. They are going to turn out for your favor. Things are literally looking good. I want you guys to declare and decree that right now. Things are looking good in my life. Things may have looked like it wasn't going to turn out even an hour ago, but I am here to, as confirmation sent by God to let you know that he is here. He is yet with you and your situation is going to turn for the better. 
Faith and hope is expecting it to happen. It is saying, I don't know exactly how it's going to manifest, but with God, I know that it's possible. It is saying, I may not have every single thing that I need to make happen now, but having faith and having hope is, is enough for me. It is literally be, being able to see beyond what you can see, but expect something to change at any moment. Faith and hope says, Something is about to change. I want to repeat that, you guys. Something is about to change. Listen, change is going to occur in your life, in my life for the better. Faith and hope reminds us of that. And this is why we cannot let either one go. It means that things will not always be as they are. But again, something is going to change for the better. Things are turning in your favor. Things are turning in my favor. Again, declare things are turning in my favor right now. And so faith and hope is believing again that there is yet another way. There is yet to be another chance, another chance for something to happen so that whatever it is that you're believing God for can be done. My God, see the Bible mentions that having faith, even as small as a mustard seed, my God can move mountains. Did you hear that? If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, I want to encourage you that it is enough, that it can literally move mountains for whatever situation that you're believing God for, whatever it is that is going on in your life. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, it literally is enough for you. It is enough to get you to the manifested promise. It is enough to see what God is going to do in your life. All God needs us to do is to be in agreement with his word, to be in agreement with what he said about our lives. Will you agree with the word of God? And so I honestly, you know, I know that about the scripture, you know, it talks about two or three, you know, uh, coming into agreement. We'd be, we be in agreement regarding anything in the Bible, how literally that thing can be established and, and, and God is with us. But I believe if you and I come in agreement, if you come into agreement with God, that is a level of agreement. That is a level of you saying, God, my faith is here. That is a level of, of, of something that can literally push you to the manifested glory, the manifested greater thing that God has for your life. And so I want to encourage you to begin to partner with God, partner with God, have God faith and something amazing is going to occur. And so all the miracles that are in the Bible, you know, of course, the, the, the stories, you read the stories in the Bible, majority of that stuff, it was impossible. It seemed impossible to people, but God never failed. He literally began to let them know that he was the God of the impossible. He was the God of the miracle. He was the God that could turn any situation around, no matter how weak you felt, no matter how little of a clan you felt that your family was, God was like, I can move mountains. I can use you to defeat a whole army. I can use you to defeat a whole country. God can do anything except fail. We have to understand that as they did in the Bible, believe God, had faith, had hope, the trajectory of their life, literally the, the direction, the outcome of their life began to become in alignment with the word of God. Manifestation began to occur. We have to remind ourselves of the stories within the Bible. They are relevant. It doesn't matter how long the Bible was written. We have to understand that it is relevant for us today. I want you and I to begin to go back into the word even more. Get a story. Encourage yourself because the same God that was 
back then is the same God that is here right now. It is the same God that is faithful, that is capable, that is able to make whatever promise it is manifest. Listen, God can do anything but fail. And so, of course, when we read the scriptures, we see how faithful God was. We see that change did occur and that God kept his word. We have to continue to believe. And so there are some things that I'm yet believing for as we speak right now. And because I because I uh, have read the scriptures and because I constantly will read a story about this or that, I know that it's possible. I know that it can uh, it can happen. And so what was so powerful uh, to me one day is I was uh, listening to some messages. I'm not going to name the, me- I'm not going to say the name of the, the preacher, but I was listen- looking, listening to a preacher on online uh, on the TV one day. And um, he began to, he began to connect faith um, in a bridge. He used that analogy. He used that metaphor saying faith is the bridge that will get you to the promise. And I thought that was so good. And I want to bring that up to you about faith being a bridge, because we, if we can keep that illustration within our minds, because it, it, I believe it's going to help us get to that end result. I believe that something's going to change in our lives because when we Think about a bridge. It reminds us that there is a process to get to the promise. It literally reminds us that. And it also reminds us that just because there is a process, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. We have to look at the bridge literally as um, a bridge as part of our process. The bridge goes from one place of the ground or foundation and it goes over something. The situation could be over water. The situation could be over rocks. That bridge will allow you and I to leave where we were to get to where God want us to be. My God, that bridge will literally allow us to leave where we are to get to where God desires for that for us to be. Again, the bridge should remind you that you are going somewhere. My God, when you get on a bridge, you understand that you're not going to stay in the same place. You understand that you were somewhere, but as you walk or as you drive across that bridge, that something's on the other side side. My God, I feel his power. I feel his anointing. The the bridge allows you again to leave where you were to get to where God desires for you to be. Again, it reminds us that there is greater ahead. The bridge will remind us that we're not going to be stagnant. We're not going to be stuck. It's literally helping us get through something. It is part of the process that will help us. It reminds us that even though we may have a test to get through or to go through, metaphorically speaking, but God is going to help us get to the other side. And so the the bridge brings us to the promise. And so I want you to even understand that as you go across the bridge, as you literally go to the other side, you are not alone. I am not alone. God is there with us. The angels of God are there. Holy Spirit is with us. We are not alone as we go through this process. And so you also have to keep in mind that the bridge can be symbolic or it can be looked at as a protective measure. Literally, And so when I think of the bridge, I even hear the scripture, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against me will prosper. It will not work. As it talks about in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, I'm just going to briefly read it. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. God 
God said that. Listen, you can keep that. You can stand on it. The protective measure of the bridge will keep you and I from drowning. Listen, your faith will get you there. Your faith will keep you from drowning. Our faith will bring us to the promise. And again, this is why we cannot lose hope. Losing hope will make you want to give up. Losing hope will make you lose sight of the promise. Losing hope will make you believe that no matter what you do, it won't happen. Do not lose hope. I am here as evidence, as confirmation that this is not your time to give up. Hope is saying it can still happen. Hope is saying I'm believing that it will happen. Something is shifting. Something is changing. My God, something is going to manifest in my favor. Glory to God. And so um, I want to give you guys some scripture regarding this as well. Something that you can write down. Again, I talked about the stories in the Bible. I love to give scripture. I love to read scripture on the show because I want you at the end of it. I want you to have momentum. I want you to be excited, but I want it to last. I want you to begin to even, you know, be, be able to look and say, she gave me this story in the Bible. I'm going to look at this and I'm going to begin to encourage myself. So I want to talk about the story of Hannah. I want to talk about this because I think that this is a powerful illustration of faith. This is a powerful illustration of not losing hope because of her persistence. My God, my God, something happened. She cried for a very long time. Some of you may have, may be crying now. You may have um, be, you may have been crying for the last month, but you got to know that God sees and He hears your cry. You know, Hannah went through a lot to get to where to get that baby. Hannah went through sleepless nights. She was made fun of. Her emotions was everywhere. They were up and down. She was isolating herself and more. But even though all of that she went through, she never gave up. She believed that one day, one day God would hear her cry. And she was absolutely correct. God, is he, as he heard her cry again, he is hearing your cry. And so she believed in something bigger and something greater than the current situation that she's seen before her. She had faith that at any moment it was going to happen through, through the pain, through being made fun of, through being mocked and provoked. She understood God. I, I'm going to say this prayer again because I know that you're faithful. I, I've seen you work in the lives of others. I've seen you even work in my life before. So I'm not going to give up. And so let's just briefly read some scripture about this. And then we're going to go further. So uh, you guys can go with it with me or you can write it down. Go to it later, but first Samuel chapter one, verse one through 20, we're going to read all of it because I want you guys to get it. And so it says, now there was a certain man at Ramathium, Zophim of the mountains of Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham and the son of Elihu and the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph as an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one wife was Hannah and the name of the other was Peniah. Peniah, Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And it says, this man went up from the city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli and as of Eli and Hophni and uh, Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanai to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and all, um, and then all of um, her sons and daughters. But Hannah, he would give a double portion. That's so powerful. 
And it says, but Hannah, he would give a double portion for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And it says, for her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and she did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than 10 sons? And it says, so Hannah arose after um, they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now, Eli, the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, oh, Lord of hosts. If you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. Verse 12 says, and it happened. My God, my God. As she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, but only her this is powerful, you guys. Hannah spoke in her heart, but only her, her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Jesus, that is so powerful. Woo. It says, therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put away your wine from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. And she said that I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. She says, I've I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman for out of the abundance of my complaints and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant, uh, well, uh, the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked him of. And she said, and um, she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and she ate and her face was no longer sad. Then it says, then they were uh, rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to the house of Ramah. And it says, and Elkanah knew his wife, Hannah, and then the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass, my God, in the process of time and the process of that time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and she named him Samuel saying, because I have asked for him um, from the Lord. You all, there is so much, my God, there's so much meat. There's so much goodness within the scripture that I believe that we all can take take from it. There's so much. And so some people may not even understand what you and I or what you go through at times, but you have, you can't let that discourage you. You have to keep believing. Her husband really couldn't understand and, and, and feel what she felt because she didn't have a son. He couldn't, he didn't know a hundred percent of how that felt, but she chose to keep believing just like Hannah and even Eli, he couldn't even recognize or see exactly what she was going on. Hannah seen others excelling around her. She seen others with the exact thing that she had been praying and believing God for. And she, but she kept going. She didn't give up. She didn't get jealous. She didn't say this one, that one. No, 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 no. She kept going. She kept worshiping. She kept asking God. She kept going, even though there was sorrow in her heart, she was disappointed in some depression at time, but she did not allow it to stop her from asking God, from seeking God, from believing that something was going to change. And so even though she may have felt left behind at time, 
at times and, and she may have felt like everybody else's prayers were getting answered before hers. She did not allow what seemed impossible at that moment to stop her from believing a God that she knew could do anything. And so she, I believe that Hannah began as she was praying and um, it said that her soul was sorrowful and in anguish. I believe that before she held Samuel, that she began to even uh, cuddle, even even have her arms out as if she was holding a baby. She could be. She. I believe that she even went so far as she began to see beyond what she could see before he came. She could hear his cry. I believe before he came because she believed because she said something's going to change, something's going to happen. She imagined him there, and and, and she because she understood that she had hope that God was going to do something greater. And I want to encourage you all to go ahead and imagine it already done. See beyond what you can see right now, because God's going to ultimately get the glory. You be seeing beyond what you can see can give you faith. It will cause you literally to get to a place where you begin to see the manifestation of the goodness of God eventually. Literally, I want us to begin to understand that if we can see beyond what we can see, that successful marriage that you've been praying and asking God for can happen. It will cause us to have whatever it is we're praying to have in our natural hands to be manifested. We must do like Hannah in the midst of going through and the midst of being laughed at, made fun at, not understood, choose not to give up. And I believe that God is going to open up your womb, whatever that's, the womb can be um, indicative or the womb can be symbolic of whatever it is that you're believing God for. I believe now that God is opening up wounds. He is opening up your womb for that successful business. He is opening up your womb for that property you've been praying for. He's opening up your womb just like he opened up your womb, opened up Hannah's womb. And if somebody's out there, I want to even speak this. If somebody is out there that literally has been praying and asking God for natural children and they've been having struggles and stuff, I am in agreement and believing that God is going to touch your womb and that a miracle is going to occur. Something is going to happen. Something is shifting in your favor. I declare it and believe that God is moving and he's working on your, on your behalf and on my behalf. I want to say that it's time to take off the morning clothes and put on your shouting clothes because God can do anything but fail. My God, keep the faith. We have to keep Hebrews 10, 23 in our mind. It says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. That's Hebrews 10, 23. You guys, we cannot get discouraged because I believe the closer we get to the manifested promise, sometimes the heat feels like it's turned up just a little bit hotter, but that's not time to jump out. That's not time to, to run, to hide in the bed, go in the closet. That's time to say, God, I I know what you promised me. God, I know that you're more than capable. God, I know that you're able and I know that I'm going to see the manifested promise. That is the time to have more hope and faith like never before, because that means it's closer than it's ever been before. And so I want to just reiterate that if it has not happened yet, that means that it's not, that does not mean that it won't happen. Look at that bridge. Look at faith as that process. You're going to eventually get to where God want you to be. Literally, and you have to even think about it like this. If you plant planted a seed today and you poured water on it and, you, and then you uh, checked on it the next day, 
when you come out, you're not going to see a bud that quick. 99% of the time, you won't see a bud or a flower coming up the next day that quick. But that doesn't mean that, that something's not happening. That doesn't mean that it won't eventually come. You have to keep watering that thing. Keep nurturing that seed. Keep watering your faith. Keep believing that God is going to do it. Then something is going to happen. Suddenly, something's going to shift. Suddenly, something's going to work in your favor. And I want to declare and decree that this is your time for something to work in your favor. This is your time to have hope alive. This is your time to have a greater level of peace. This is your time to have a greater level of joy. You know why? Because God is on your side. He can do anything but fail. I pray that this message encourage you. I know that God is going to do something amazing for you. Stay encouraged and remember to renew your mind. It is the goal mine. Love you guys. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie.